Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Paul Lancia, and Paul is the Vice President of Benefits Consulting at HM, a one digital company. Paul, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Lon. Appreciate you having me. So tell me how you got to be a Vice President of Benefits Consulting. That really sounds like an impressive title. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. How'd you get to do this? It it was called, you know, being one of seven children coming out of college, my mom and dad said, go get a job. I understand. So so how did you get into Benefits Consulting? So, you know, it really did have a lot to do with the fact that they said to go get a job. My father was a union man initially and moved into a management role of his own company. And at the time I was coming out of college, he was a business owner that also sat as a trustee, a management trustee of the funds. So at that time, he said, you know, maybe you ought to get into this insurance thing. You know, all kids dream about being in the insurance business. Oh, right? I know you woke up uh, as a five-year-old thinking that's what you'd want to do. <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's right. So in 1993, I got an internship working for a company called HealthLink here in town that, that did a lot of you know union health and welfare plans. And that's how I started in this business. And you know, all kidding aside, I've embraced it's a very costly thing for employers and it's a very important thing for union members. So, you know, and it's gotten very expensive and very complicated. So it, it ended up being a, a great career path for me. So that's how I ended up in this business and I stayed in it. So you can do the math, 1993 till now is how long I've been doing it. When you look at the concerns that people have, I mean, health care is high, high, high on the list of concerns that people have. So you really are in a good industry that people do have a lot of interest in. Yeah, nobody likes to talk about it, but it affects every husband, wife, child, mother, father. And so it's very personal and very it's a very touchy subject. Now, what are sort of some of the trends that you're seeing in healthcare. Seems like every day we have some new federal legislation or some new regulatory environment that people have to deal with. So what are you seeing impacting healthcare from your perspective? Well, it'll be very interesting. You know, we had the Obamacare and the ACA was passed. And then after Obama came in, then, you know, you have Donald Trump and everything that's been going on with him. And now here we are with Joe Biden and with everything that happened in Georgia, we've got the House and the Senate in the, with the Democrats. So it'll be very interesting to see where this evolved. Obviously, Joe Biden was the vice president for Obama when the ACA was passed. And we've seen in this country a lot of conversations, you know, Bernie Sanders talking about how they want to do it. So it'll be very interesting to see what they get passed in regards to health care. What I will tell you as far as trends are concerned, because I, you know, I don't know if I had a crystal ball, I, I'd have a lot more money than I do today. What I will tell you that are drivers within the health plans of employers is, you know, the big trends right now are specialty drugs. Technology is a wonderful Give thing. Give me an example of a specialty Humira drug. Humira is a good example of a, a specialty drug. Those drugs are great. It's 
probably the m biggest drug spent in America is on Humira. It's an anti-inflammatory type drug, and it's very expensive. And they're covered under the health plans. And if you get a member on that drug, it does a lot of good for that member, but it's extremely costly for the health plan. You know, back in when I started in this business, drugs in general were not a huge spread on, under the plan, and, and all the money was in the medical. And the unfortunate side of medical is that you either you run up a bunch of costs and hopefully you get better, or you don't get better. But mm -hmm. the cost doesn't keep coming back. When you're put on a specialty drug, you could be on those drugs for many, many years, which are great. It improves your quality of life and whatnot, but they're expensive. So strategies around specialty drugs. And then in certain communities, and I'd say all over the nation you're seeing this, is a lack of primary care. And you're seeing that on the news, you're hearing about that. So primary care is like a family medicine doctor, an internal medicine doctor. A GP. GP, exactly. And so... When you look at that and you start to see how hospital systems buying up primary care doctors and things of that nature, it's becoming a, a real issue in our industry to say we need people to get a primary care doctor. We, we don't want them using the emergency room and the urgent care. And St. Louis in particular is one of the worst in the country about people not having a primary care relationship and using urgent care and emergency room. You really miss that doctor to patient relationship, which is important when you're looking at somebody from a holistic care especially if they have chronic conditions, diabetes, and things of that nature. Now, you said you specialize in sort of the union plans and those plans that are run by labor and management. What sort of trends are you seeing in that world? Yeah. Well, you know, candidly, I, actually, most of my business is not necessarily in the unions, but it is an, an area of focus that not a lot of consultants understand, so there's probably only a handful in our area that do it. And the big trend you're seeing right now is primary care clinics. I won't get into specifics of who, but there there are a couple unions that did clinics already, but they're individualized clinics, meaning they're only for their members, right? So these clinics are set up that a union member, a current union member, and their family can utilize that instead of going to the urgent care center, or you mentioned the GP issue, this sort of takes that the place of that? Absolutely. So you can use it as much or as little as you'd like. If you'd like to use the clinic as your full-blown primary care doctor, where you get your labs, your generic drugs, and everything else done there, you can do that. If you're happy with your primary care, but you just want to use it for one-off things, or you want to get your labs there, your drugs there, you can do that as well. So you can use it as a union member as much or as little as possible. And these are paid through... The health, the health and welfare the, plan, so there's no cost, no direct cost to the participant. Correct. Okay. Correct. And if you'd like, I get a little more detail what you're seeing in the state of Missouri on right now the uh, Kansas City market and then the St. Louis market. And right now in the St. Louis market, what has become very intriguing is there is a clinic company that's approached the marketplace and, and is trying to talk to all the different health and welfare funds. They would still keep their independence, so they're not merging the funds together, but they're basically giving them quantity discounts to say if all of these funds would come together, then they will give everyone really good pricing and they will have shared resources. I'll give one example because they're my client, is the Cement Masons Union. So the Cement Masons Union, effective April 1st, so just a couple days ago, they will have five clinics throughout St. Louis for their members to go and get care absolutely free. So them, their spouse, their children, and that same company is talking to all the other unions in the St. Louis outstate Missouri 
area, Kansas City, and even in Illinois because we all share the demographic area so we can all help each other out. So that's an interesting trend that I think you're going to hear a lot more about. So you see these clinics in neighborhoods around the area. They're branded separately or how do they how are they identified yep so they're going to be only used right now that the, the goal that they'd like to achieve is for for this particular model would be just for union folks so people in a, a union health and welfare fund so they're going to put one down in south county one in north county one in st peter's creve core and then one in chesterfield and then as you grow and your membership grows you might have one down closer to cape Girardeau. you might have them on the illinois side fairview heights so you can have anyone come in and use these clinics free of charge. And you also see these clinics on the employer side, too. You might have read in the paper, like Parkway School District and things of that nature. They actually use clinics, and they partner with Francis Howell and Pattonville, and they're using clinics that way, too. So the employer side has it as well. It's just right now, for, for your audience, the, the clinic model for the unions is going to become a hot topic. But, but if I'm a company or a trustee on a fund, right now I've got the folks out buying their own coverage how is this saving me money how is it saving the company money yep. or is it saving the plan what's what's what are the benefits to the plan itself? yeah so you're going to save more money because a whatever they do in the clinic is it costs a lot less than what you'd buy in the, the normal marketplace what the retail marketplace is whether that's lab generic drugs or what the doctors cost themselves but where you're really going to save the money is the compliance to their health the health standards so if you've got a diabetic they need extra visits to the doctor they need to be doing other things and the clinic model will help make sure that member is getting the care they need when they need it so they don't become a large claim they're not put on these drugs and if they're not a large claim they're not an amputee they're not dealing with certain health issues that's the real impact is the compliance with your with your health needs shift gears a little bit a lot of concerns have been in the construction industry about painkillers and opioid abuse what sort of things are you seeing in that part of your operation so that that's a great question i think you've seen a lot done on the provider side as well provider education i think the drug manufacturers understood that they were part of the problem so you're not seeing the push from the provider standpoint that you once saw but we have had to go in and educate the members which is hard to do when they're when they've been struggling with a back pain for four years what you're seeing now is you're putting prior author authorizations and step therapy built into health plans that says if a member was prescribed too much medication, they're going to stop that claim. They're going to reach out to the doctor, try not to put the member in the middle of it and say, you know, is this really the best course of treatment for this member? Or do we need to reevaluate what might be so we can wean them off of this? So there's really been a lot more focus on it so the industry is sort of self-regulating here to a large extent oh absolutely every client i have has had this conversation over the last three or four years well the other issue is as you know and you run into this actually gets into the mental health and suicide i mean you have back issues or things of that nature it, it can really affect your life and so you really do need to attack this thing as a society what sort of other models are you seeing going forward you talked about the clinics you talked about other sort of things that you're looking forward mm -hmm. from the administration anything else new that we ought to have our yeah. eyes on yeah i think the biggest other thing we haven't mentioned is virtual we've all learned how to work with zoom and microsoft teams and all this other stuff i had it on my computer for two years i didn't even know what it was right mm -hmm. i the, wish i didn't know what it yeah. was <laughs> amen <laughs> i think the biggest thing you're going to see is people educating themselves on their ability to get help 
through a virtual manner. It's hard to leave a job site when you're working. It's hard when you're coming into the office and you have meetings to do to go leave and go see your doctor or whatnot. Now there's a lot of technology available to you that you can actually schedule your appointment with your doctor virtually. So all you do is shut your door in your office and now you have your meeting and you go back to work. So you're going to see compliance go way up and costs go way down if people are able to use virtual methods to interact with the provider community. I think that's the other hot button you'd see. You can hook yourself up to your thing to check your blood pressure. You can stick a thermometer in your mouth. You can do this other sort of stuff and somebody at the other end is taking all the readings and giving you a picture of whether you're ready to take another breath or not, huh? Yeah, scary but true. uh, All good things can be used for good and it's scary, but yeah, that's where I think you see the other area. Well, Paul, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate all the work that you're doing as a vice president of Benefits Consulting and really appreciate all the work you're doing to help keep our industry and our workers safe. Well, and I thank AGC for everything they've done. They did a tremendous job through COVID of educating their membership on how they can help their members, and I appreciate all the hard work you guys have done. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.